This is the Oanda Podcast. This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts from across the world. And today I'm joined by Ed Moyer in New York. Good afternoon from London, Ed. How are you doing? Hello. It's a beautiful day in New York. Uh, actually, I haven't been outside, but I think it, it, it looked nice on the weather app. <laughs> <laughs> actually, funnily enough, it's not too bad in London as well. Let's talk Bitcoin, first of all, and this much-awaited ETF debut. So how did Bitcoin do on this ETF debut? It was a very positive uh, debut. I, I think when you consider the pricing mechanism worked out pretty well. There were some fears. We all remember what happened with the, the oil ETF USO. And uh, when, when prices were extremely volatile, um, the ETF really struggled. Well, on day one, uh, the, the Bitcoin ETF um, did a good job matching the futures price. Uh, but more importantly, for the cryptoverse, uh, the trading volumes were pretty significant. Fidelity uh, noted that this was the the number one uh, instrument traded. Uh, It was very positive. It was also providing enough momentum for Bitcoin to just come um, very close to those record highs. Um, There there was a lot of speculation that we're going to see a uh, sell the news type reaction to uh, yesterday's trading debut, but um, no, it was it was positive. I think one of the the key takeaways though we had to remember, um, just because you're buying the ETF, uh, it, it's not necessarily translating into uh, the the pro shares into buying actual Bitcoin. So. Uh, It was positive. It was could it have been better? Sure, obviously, but um, we'd be talking record highs if it was (laughs) if it went better. Uh, But but I think there there's an assessment as far as how many people were attracted. Did it bring on retail traders? Uh, Some uh, are are saying no, not really. Uh, But but it but I think you 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 have to remember this is day one. Um, and uh, no, I think it was I think it was positive for the space, and it, I think there's uh, this belief that there is still a lot of untapped potential um, um, from retail and institutional, um, and uh, that's that's going to be very positive for for the crypto space going forward. Okay, let's talk oil now, uh, Ed. Looking at the latest numbers, WTI is down around about one percent. And uh, the same goes for Brent crude as well. China certainly stepped into action over the last 24 hours, and that seems to have had an effect. Yes, I think for the last few weeks we've been um, talking about this global energy crisis. And uh, uh, China uh, took steps to uh, let the market know that they're considering intervening in the coal market. Um, I think what we have to remember is that any shortfalls in coal or natural gas is is uh, leading to additional demand for crude. Uh, so uh, any any efforts to uh, uh, secure supplies in in other markets uh, could take away some demand that has been priced in for crude. So we saw oil prices, uh, especially especially Brent, uh, trade lower. Uh, in addition to China stepping in, uh, the uh, American Petroleum Institute, they, they reported another build. Um, you know, this is maintenance season for the U.S., so uh, you 
take these builds with a grain of salt. Uh, and uh, but but I think you're, you're you're seeing that the oil market it's been on a tremendous run, and 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 now it seems that you're starting to see there's a a little bit of a, a stabilization that's happening. And and I would not be surprised. Um, you know, it, it seemed you know a week ago that Brent was poised to make a run towards 90 and it really it hit a wall at 86 and, and now we're at 84 and change and uh you know, i think and now that there, there will be some exhaustion here so you, you could see i think a little bit more of a um short-term weakness here but that nothing really has changed um as far as the short-term drivers for oil we had some warmer weather forecasted for the rest of october for the northern hemisphere and that's why we've really seen this rally kind of lose momentum but but I, I would anticipate that if you saw uh, a, a couple dollars knocked off here on oil, there are going to be buyers emerging. I think this market is still going to remain in deficit. Two months ago, you would have, if we were talking about this deficit, I think the expectation would be that um, the deficit would be wiped away very early first quarter. Now, it, it people are pushing that into this possibly the second half of the year of, of, of next year. So I think you, you still have an oil market that could run, run much higher. Uh, but right now it, it seems like it could be ripe for a pullback. So no um, chance of central banks uh, feeling a little bit easier about what lies ahead. You're saying that yes, oil is um, down a little bit, but the medium term outlook looks like it's going to head towards that 90 uh, dollar figure and beyond that even uh, particularly if we have a bad winter potentially yes i i, I think that the risks are still to the upside here and central banks their job is going to get it it, 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 it they've had an easy time the last uh 12 to 18 months, um, just <laughs> easy policy. But now you're you're seeing inflation run wild, and and some countries and some economies are are really struggling with it. So I think we're we're going to see that theme of tightening uh, cycles intensifying um, run wild. Um, we've uh, frequently talked about the Bank of England rate hike expectations. It just seems like we keep moving them forward, moving them forward, and then and uh, even uh, even so with the Fed. And ironically, of course, we've had the latest official figures for the Consumer Prices Index in the UK and and prices actually dipped slightly uh, in September. Um, That is a surprise for some. But actually, when you look at the comparison with this time last year, it makes quite a lot of sense that they have dipped because uh, things were a little bit different then. Yes, very, very much so. I think you know, base effects are going to make uh, inflation data uh, messy for the, the next year or two. Uh, but but it, we have to remember, UK inflation is still above uh, target uh, for the second month. And this is before the Bank of England rate decision. So that uh, that's definitely um, going to, I think, uh, pose a problem. And uh, you're 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 seeing the strains from a reopening of the economy that really uh, it it. it really just delivered these supply chain pressures. So you're going to see, um, I think, more increases in inflation um, from October. So uh, there's a there's a, a global shock of uh, transportation issues, higher commodity prices that um, still remain in place. And uh, I think that you're, you're probably going to see um, there's, there's uh, no reason to, I think, doubt um these uh this major shift in rate height expectations so i think we're we're going higher and um i think um hopefully um a lot of those 
pricing pressures will be transitory, but 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 by far that it will take a lot longer for those to, I think, moderate. Did those UK CPI figures have an effect on the pound? Because I'm looking at it now, uh, down a quarter against uh, the US dollar. Um, and if it had been the other way around and inflation had gone beyond expectations, you can be sure the sterling would have gone up. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly right. And and, and right now, um, you know, the the, the market um, has has um, really been uh, struggling to get a better sense here on exactly, you know, when will when should we anticipate um, um, uh, the 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 a firm peak in uh, in this uh, move with higher prices and. Um, it, it it can't be answered until we have a better uh, um, understanding of the transportation uh, problems that are impacting both sides of the Atlantic and uh, and also uh, these commodity price pressures they're they're still um, um, uh, not really uh, being eased and I think what's happening um, you're, you're you're having um, a good part of Wall Street now is 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 really uh, jumping on the inflation hedge. And uh, that's going right into commodities. So I think you're you're seeing that there's a continued uh, momentum here. But but I think um, you know today's data for for the UK was very um, um, I think. Uh, positive in the sense that well you know everything came in um, like one tenth of a percentage point lower on, on the the monthly annual and, and core basis um, so so I think you know that that was a, a pleasant surprise and uh, that's why um, you know you're you're, you're dealing with a, a British pound that's you know just down two tenths of a percent today but uh, yeah if we, if we would have had a uh, um, a little bit of hotter numbers and yeah I, I think you're 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 right and you know we'd probably be talking something closer to up one percent okay let's talk earnings ed and um well it's a, a contrasting uh, figures really depending on whether you're tech whether you're consumer or whether you're one of the good old-fashioned staples uh looking at those staples procter and gamble didn't perform as well as might be expected it was fascinating to see how transparent they were with the pressure that uh, their margins are having. Um, Pro- Procter and Gamble, um, you know, they they supply everything, <laughs> um, um, all the daily household goods, and uh, I, I think I think for a lot of people, what really surprised them was that they they're 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 struggling um to 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 handle some of these recent price um uh commodity price surges and transportation costs uh, what was pretty uh you know I, I think for 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 myself i thought that you're really seeing a, a, a market that um you know is is seeing uh, this surge in, in 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 pricing pressures uh for proctor it impacted their gross margin by 370 basis points uh the, the commodity prices had uh, just over a two billion dollar impact. Uh, freight costs were 200 million higher. Um, I, everything you know from that report, you know, was screaming inflation, and and this is why you're seeing throughout this earnings season, consumer staples have been uh, basically consumer staples and uh, utilities. Um, have been uh, underperforming the most, um, and 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 I think that 
you're, you're, you're having a market that now is, is still kind of, uh, you know, fixated with uh, the mega cap tech stocks, you know, even before uh, reporting, uh, we, we, we had Apple heading surging higher, positive Apple events with new products, MacBook Pros, AirPod Pros, and the new music service um, and and you had Microsoft near record uh, making fresh record highs uh, you know Wall Street is is completely uh, infatuated again with uh, big tech and consumer discretionary and obviously materials because of uh, all the the surging we've seen with commodity prices and I think that you're you're, you're seeing um, the a lot of these companies some some have no trouble passing on the cost to consumers and with the demand being so strong they're 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 able to shine this earning season um so i think you're you're going to see that markets are very content now and kind of repositioning i think consumer staples you know long term you know you You'll, you'll see them bounce back once um, we're, we're through uh, the chip shortage and, and commodity prices somewhat come down to earth. But right now, yeah, no one wants to touch them. And, and uh, uh, this move back into mega cap tech is what's really helped propel us to back to record high territory. So I think there's a lot of optimism here that, uh, you know, there there's this fear that inflation could, you know, force a quicker tightening cycle by the Fed. But right now, um, Everyone's just thinking, uh, no, we're, 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 uh, we see light on the other side of uh, this uh, in persistent inflation. And, and uh, I mean, growth is going to be strong next year. The U.S. economy will still outperform uh, many of its peers. And uh, you're, you're probably going to see, um, I, th- I think, um, you know, this Fed expectations on rate hikes is, has been so volatile, like, you know, a week, exactly one week ago, it was possibly December, then end of the week, it was September or then July. And now um, um, people are content that it's going to be in the summer that we get a rate hike and maybe two. But I think it's way too early to to really lock those in. Um, I think the way the recovery uh, unfolds, you, you might, you should not be surprised if we see, see the Fed somehow managed to avoid um, raising rates um, until 2023. So I think there's still a lot to be determined. But right now, um, equities are still, it's a green light for many traders. And uh, you're seeing uh, holiday spending get done early. Consumer discretionary is um, doing pretty well. So this is a um, exciting uh, rotation back into some of the high flyers. And that's why we're, we're still pushing to uh, fresh record highs. Okay, Ed, thanks very much for joining us today. Have a good rest of your day. Always a pleasure. Thank you for having me. This is the Oanda Podcast.